0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Cuba and the Norca podcast. My name is Varo, and with me tonight, Luis, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Rigo and Flo are still covering Tapatio for us. We don't know when <laughs> they'll be back. <laughs>
1: we don't know what happened to those guys. They don't even respond to us no more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Flo just uploads everything to YouTube, so shout out to Flo for that.
1: Bro, it's like the way Chivas is looking right now, it's like it happens every season. Like, we're like This is when we stop recording. But this season, we're like, nah, fuck that, we gotta keep recording.
0: That's true, we're pushing through, right? Yeah, we're pushing through the negative. <laughs> well, we got guests on the podcast today, we got the uh, creators and owners of Food Cult, we got Brian and Miguel, what's up guys?
2: Hey, what's up, what's going on? Glad to be on.
0: Glad to have you on. What's going um... on, guys? What's up, man? Thank you. Thank
1: we invited you them because they're, they're also Chihuahua fans, right guys? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Nah, uh, luck, no, they're they're on the they we're on the good side of the Clásico. They're América fans, <laughs> both of them, so I'm perfect to invite them.
0: There we go. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to have you guys on to talk about the Clásico. Obviously, we were hoping it was gonna go our way, but um, it went your way, and then we're also gonna talk about Footcult, which is uh, pretty exciting. But um, Chivas loses the Clásico one nil to América off of Giovanni Dos Santos first half goal, and then i feel like the rest of the classical was a a little bit of a snooze fest i don't know what you guys felt
3: uh
2: yeah i think it was a, a bit uh, kind of a strange goal to come from the one what i would say the most unlikely player to do oh, so oh yeah <laughs> he made it look like he did it against holland and i was like well you know i still don't think he's a long term player for america but i'll take it i'll take any sort of goal in a, in a rivalry match
3: yeah it feels like it feels like both teams didn't want to lose this game to be honest it was, like you
1: said, it was kind of like a snooze fest for a lot of the game, really. It was like Giovanni scoring. It's always, like, this is the problem with those players is, like, they have the talent in there somewhere. And all it takes is, like, that one little minute to show it off. And then mm-hmm. he might disappear again for a few weeks, and then he'll show it again. And it's just unfortunate for us, lucky for you guys, that it happened to me in the Classical.
2: Yeah. But, unfortunately, he might disappear for about four games. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess he's going to score one. I guess dude against, you know, one of the biggest rivals in, in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, he had a much better classical than the last one he had about a, about a year ago. That's a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. surface, surface. I mean, he scratch. was doing
3: pretty good. He was doing pretty good that last classical, but then the, the unfortunate injury yeah. came. But, yeah, I mean, good thing that he showed up. I was a little bit worried when, when um, they said he was going to
1: be in the starting 11 because he honestly hasn't really shown much, if anything at all, really. Yo, can, um, so I said, Cordoba, why does, why does Ivan from the Eagle? I hate him so much, man. Can you guys tell <laughs> You because know, I, a player. I,
2: I, I, I can't put my finger on it. I've tried to really like narrow it down. I do know he gets really critical. Sorry, Ivan, I'm not really talking trash. <laughs> I do love you. He is hyper critical on young Mexicans. Not sure what that's about, but <laughs> it just seems like he it really sounds like, like Chivas fans with Macias right now. <laughs> it's like he <laughs> loves Ochoa, but I, I don't know. I don't know who he wants to in
1: these spots nah he's a good player man he's i i see his future in europe and in the very soon future too it's possible it's definitely
0: possible yeah going into the classical i figured um chivas had a decent chance because i thought america would attack them and you know that's the kind of teams that chivas can play against they can't really if you give them the ball and you force them to break you down they're not really that good at it but i figured america was gonna attack chivas more and then i guess the early goal kind of killed those plans and I was surprised that Piojo just sat back and parked the bus. I don't know how you guys felt about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we talked to you know fans of Chivas and you know some some friends, and they say you know one of the things that Chivas has been struggling against is, is that little block. You know, they, they can't really break that down. They kind of thrive off of what you said mm-hmm. when America pushes up. You're, just, and That's what actually I predicted a two to two. I thought it was gonna be. I think the we, I thought the weaknesses were gonna stand out more. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you know a Medica just kind of. You know, I guess it was just that one goal that they kind of were looking for, and then they were okay with what they had. Um, and unfortunately, it kind of didn't you know was in
3: a lot of fireworks after that. Yeah, I think um, I think Chivas struggles a little bit when when kind of teams sit back on them. They struggle, I feel, to to create chances. So when we got that early goal, I kind of had a feeling that that's what Herrera was going to do. He was just going to try to sit back. Which is kind of annoying because we don't really. I feel like we don't have the the players to kind of just sit back and wait and wait and wait. But I mean, it worked out for for us this time. But I don't know. It, it was. It made me nervous, man. I don't. I don't really like when, when Herrera does that. I mean, he got the result, which is good. But yeah, that that makes me very nervous when when we decide to stop
1: attacking and just sit back. I was gonna say that's one of those tactics like you hate when your team does it. Mm-hmm. Except in the classic like the one you were like, all right, <laughs> it's a classical, oh, I'll take it. As long as we win the game, I'll take it. Yeah. But um how how confident do you guys feel this season with Herrera? Has he been I I've seen a lot of criticisms? Um I listened to the Eagle Eye they had on Rigo and Varro the other day. And they were talking about that maybe if they lost you could start hearing the rumblings. Um so what do you guys think of Herrera this season?
3: I am not really pro piojo or anti-piojo um, I just I feel like whoever's there we we gotta support him as fans but I don't know I, I think the criticism this year has been a little bit more like heavy on him even though we have been getting the results here and there but I think like in Mexico in Mexican League nobody really plays like really great soccer like and and gets the results I feel like it's kind of hard to do that. So, I mean, if you were to ask me, I'd personally take the result over, you know, playing great football or great soccer because I've seen many teams that play really good, but then when it comes to getting the result, they just can't do it. So, I personally am, like I said, I'm not pro or anti-girlpool.
2: Yeah, and for myself, I mean, I kind of lean a little bit towards the pro just because of his history history at the club. Um, In terms of the season, yeah, the two losses they had were really ugly, but... Given the circumstances, you know, players getting injured left and right, uh, trying to formulate something different, throwing in different formations, I think he's zoned pretty well. Uh, I, I didn't expect, you know, a really flashy win. Like I said, I, I predicted a 2-2. Two to two. Um, And I think there's just a little bit of pressure going back to the last final. Um, I think fans were just frustrated. But I I don't see anything glaring where you, I would start saying we need to get him you know, out of the spot of managing this team. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't really say that we're favorites of any sort, but to to, man, to manage, you know, a little bit of havoc and uncertainty, I think he's done pretty well.
1: Like, I'm not a – obviously, I'm not an America fan, but he's been successful at the club. So I think a coach like that, you always give him that little bit of leeway. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Clásico, did you guys think – how much do you think the no fans – being in attendance had to do with like the the lackluster of the game. The It didn't feel like a classical. Do you guys, how much do you guys think that affected? I
2: think it's affect I think it, it does affect because um, I think there's sometimes it can go either way. Whether the home team feels a little bit lackadaisical, like we saw there, we you might've got a little bit of a, a dead crowd and then you could hear Chivas fans, you know, getting riled up. So that always plays into it. Maybe, you know, what the percentage is, I'm not sure, but I, I think you'll see that, you know, uh, throughout these games, whether in Mexico or not Mexico with no fans where like you do get a different feel and I think that's kind of maybe it plays a little bit of a part as why it was kind of dull um in some stretches like i I just expected Chivas to do a little bit more linking up there um because there's a couple you know weak spots in in America's game like I was saying the disconnect with the mid to the defense and so many different formations I was expecting a little bit more but I guess you know they bunkered down and got what they needed but yeah I definitely think fans are missed are missed in a
3: humongous game like this I agree I agree I think um for the first time in a in a, in a while it, it didn't really feel like like the classical when you looked at the stadium and, and everything like there was you, you you missed that passion and like Brian said I feel like at times, you know, the, either the home fans or the away fans help lift up the team a little bit. And yeah, I think I think we were lacking that. I think we're lacking some color there in the stands and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think overall it probably affected the game a little bit. That's why maybe it seemed, you know, a little bit more boring than, than other Classicals have in the past. And, and I was going
2: to say, like, Ochoa, like, he showed up that game. That could get a crowd going crazy if he makes a couple of those, you know, huge stops. Like it's just those little things that, that weren't there in that game,
1: you know? Yeah. And I think, uh, no, the, especially, I think we've talked about this. I know Chivas this season, we had a lot of new players. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of players that haven't came through the Cantera and don't feel the classical, maybe like some others, other players do. And I'm sure in America is a team that gets foreigners. It's the same thing. It's the same. So the, the, maybe they don't feel it the same, but having the crowd in attendance can probably, yeah. as the game goes on, you'll start to feel it. Yeah. I can see that.
3: I agree. I also hate those the virtual fans, man. They like <laughs> all those lights in the back and everything, man. I, I don't like that. I like the way Tigres did it. They had them like very small, like like close to like the at the bottom. That looked pretty cool, but yeah, those, all those those changing screens
1: kind of get annoying after a while. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate the fan noise when nothing is happening. <laughs> it's like why are they cheering. There's nothing even going on. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I think that's like the most unrealistic part about this virtual experience with uh especially liga mx because i feel like stadiums aren't allowed the whole the whole 90 minutes like you watch games in, in germany and in, um spain south and america england yeah you south america the stadiums are allowed for 90 minutes in mexico they kind of get loud for like five minutes quiet down pick up again in like 15 but mm-hmm. here you got like 90 minutes of crowd noise which is not it's not realistic
1: yeah. It's like Chivas, Chivas, fans would have booed Macias when he missed that one on one with Ochoa, and instead we hear we hear cheers from the crowd.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean for some players it, it works out though. Like you know, like I I've said it before on the pod on Thuna. You know he got booed in our stadium and left the field crying because he couldn't handle the pressure. But now he's kind of coming into into mm. his own. He's getting a little better. Maybe mm. that pressure of no ha- of not having a crowd isn't there and. And that was helping him grow as a player, maybe. Well,
1: I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you guys because to me, one of the the key factors heading into the game was Antuna's speed, and I don't know who your right back was, but he was able to neutralize it. I mean, it does help that you guys got the early goal, um, mm-hmm. and we've always said that once Chivas goes down, they're gonna struggle. So, but whoever the right back was, man, he did a great job neutralizing Antuna. Yeah, uh, Sanchez. Uh, yeah, he he. I thought
2: I thought he pretty did pretty good. I thought, I mean. Again, going back to um, to America um, with that defense, it's it only takes one of those guys to really have a hiccup to to get a goal. That's why I was kind of like on my seat for a couple of those uh, counters. I mean, he
1: did get some crosses off. Yeah, no. For I sure mean, luckily did. for Sanchez, it was on his left foot probably, and not on his right, which is his better foot. Mm-hmm. So the crosses weren't good. So yeah,
2: but I could have seen seen on the other side, Fuentes is not. He's not in his best moment. <laughs> like, I thought that they could have even done something down that that um, on that wing too. So yeah, Sanchez did definitely um, definitely stepped up. I mean, I know you got a yellow card in there, but um, I think overall he he, he covered he covered the field pretty good on that area.
3: Yeah, going into the game, that that's one of the things that that was making me very nervous was the the wings because um, you guys have um, Antuna and Vega and. And Brisuela was on the right, so I know Brisuela is a player that gets a lot of criticism by, by Chivas fans, but he, he always shows up against America, he or at least he usually does. Uh, so yeah, going into the match, I was really nervous about uh, about Fuentes against Brisuela, and and Jorge did mm-hmm. really good. For me, he was the man of the match, but he he did really good. He sometimes makes mistakes, but but this this weekend he did good, and yeah, he he was able to to.
1: Go up against Antuna pretty well. Yeah, I was gonna ask, who do you guys? Who was your man of the match? If it was Gio because of the goal, or you said Jorge Sanchez? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed
2: to even saying Ochoa. Some of those plays were pretty big.
1: Yeah, um, some of those headers were like
2: right in front of him, man. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Um, Sanchez, yeah, definitely a great one. Uh, Cordova, I mean, he was kind of all, all over the field. But how I expect, kind of how he plays. Um, obviously, you know, be nice. yeah. So I mean. <laughs> Any of those guys can really take it. Um, I wouldn't say man of the match, but I was really surprised that Aguilera got taken out and Juarez came in, and he held his own for a a kid that got really criticized the last time he played um, in such a big game to to come in in the halftime. I I don't think Aguilera was injured, but I guess it was, I don't know, maybe a tactical move, and uh, he held his own. So, I mean, that was kind of surprising, too.
3: Yeah, I think think Aguilera had a, a little tweak or something, but... I forgot what um, Mexican periodista um, sent him a DM on on Instagram, and and he said that he was fine, that, that he would be back probably this week. It was just a little minor tweak. Mm. I don't know if it was a soft tissue inju- injury or something.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm mad. World Cup Ochoa showed up and not, not <laughs> World Cup Ochoa. <laughs> that that header he stopped with the one hand. I was like, bro, because Gudinho made a similar a similar stop yeah, did. early in the in the game. Yeah the, the Benedetti
3: header yeah I yeah. was I thought Benedetti should have scored that but that was a
0: good save Yeah that was but, huge especially cuz we were coming into the game with like all these goalkeeper doubts like we have mm-hmm. the Thon and Gudinho both making mistakes recently and for Gudinho to get a block like that that early in the game I was like all right we got this Gudinho's confidence right now is boosted but you know you had Sepulveda that made a mistake came off the came off the line for no reason and left Molina stranded on the island against Chio, who just capitalized
2: yeah that's one of the things i've been seeing with with, with uh with Debo was i i i don't think he anticipates uh plays very well. i think he's athletic i think he can move well but i, I feel like he doesn't really anticipate a whole lot i don't know if if you guys see it differently yeah not, like not, you're right you're right
0: his, yeah. his like positioning is not it's not there he has to learn mm-hmm. more like yeah mm-hmm. he doesn't anticipate he makes like sometimes he'll be making runs like all the way up and then he has to like sprint back. Well, like, there's no right. reason for you to be up there you're not you're not in the, you're not you a I and
1: mean, he doesn't do anything <laughs> so he feels <laughs> the need
0: to run up but now our
1: stance on our stance on Thiva is one he's young yeah. two and overall like we've had a pretty good defense and while he's made mistakes at the end of the day he's young he's gonna make mistakes but us personally we would rather have boyiseio started yeah. we think he's a, we i mean i think personally he's the better of the two center backs mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, they're sticking because Chivas hasn't given out that many goals. They're sticking with the with the people that's working with. True. Yeah. He's
0: he's also left left-footed center back, which is like super rare in Mexico. Yeah. So I get why they're trying yeah. to develop him.
3: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and I mean, he's still young. He's still he's still holding like he's under twenty three for sure. I think like twenty one. 21. Yeah. Yeah, 21 yeah. He's 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 still a baby for a defender, pretty much. Like yeah. those guys usually develop a little bit later. But yeah, yeah I mean, always, he has he has good qualities. He definitely
1: has qualities. Yeah, I've always thought that since he's so young, they probably don't want to bench him and like kind of mess with his uh, confidence a little bit. Yeah. So I think they're probably just trying to work through it.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the América does the opposite. I think they'll they'll sack a young player pretty early.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: it's sometimes crazy you have because, to. Like,
3: I, I I see fans that like criticize Herrera because you know he he they say he doesn't really give like, a chance to the young guys, and then as soon as he puts a kid in, like, they're already ready to kill him at halftime. Like, yeah. you gotta, like, trust the process. Like, you exactly. can't ask for the kids to play and then be ready to, like, want them out of the club
1: over one mistake. Mm-hmm. Yep. Does he not play young? I feel like I feel like I've just seen, like, over the over the past couple seasons, him, like, bring on young players. Maybe they don't stay there for the whole season, but I feel like he, he has given opportunities, no? Or am I wrong? No, it, it's like hit or miss. It's like He'll play this, 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 you know, Juarez kid,
2: who's 19. But then we get rid of Artiaga, um, Ortega. I mean, to um, to Toluca on a loan.
1: Your brain got like a national team already. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like <laughs> he has even played him second at Toluca, but we were we were filtering him in. So it's kind of like I don't. There's a hit or miss process with uh, with with I guess you know younger players.
3: Yeah, I also feel like Herrera does give a chance, or he has been giving chances to young young kids but it's been more out of necessity more than like him wanting to do it just because we've oh, okay. had so many injuries in the mm-hmm. past year so that that has been i feel the main reason why we've we've played a lot of young kids
0: yeah yeah i think you know you always got to give your young players a chance but i think that might be luis we're gonna, we're, we're gonna talk about it later but like we don't have canteranos that make it and onto the first team. like who do we have on there we got we got Chapito. He got benched. <laughs> but, like, long-term. Like, if you look at maybe, what, like, past five years, we've had, what, though. We have... Yeah,
1: that's probably um, it. It's probably, probably it, really, to be honest. Is that Bonse really it? Chapo, and Bonse.
0: Bonse, right? Yeah. And, yeah, that's it. Like, we have a problem, and it goes, like, I was gonna
1: ask, um I was going to ask Brian, because I know, aside from being an America fan, you also... I see you tweet a lot about, the like, young national team players. It's like, what do you... How can I explain? How can I ask this the right way? Like, I don't want to say what's wrong with my CS or is it the, what do you, is it the coaching? Like, what do you think is, is, is up with my CS right now? Cause I know you've seen a lot of these questions online.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all know his talent is, is crazy. Um, there's something, I mean, well, to be fair, he he has had a little bit of a rhythm before that game. Um, he, 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 had he, you know, he, something happened with his, his, his penalty kicks. I think that's been messing with him Mm. Um, for some reason that that potency isn't hitting and it it might just be, you know, just a disconnect with, with the other players. Um, I definitely, I mean, I, I can't possibly see Chivas benching
1: him. Um, No, no, no. People um, are asking and I'm like, nah, it's not like we have many options.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, uh, (laughs) on the turn of a hat, he can
1: change a game. Um, yeah. And that's how it's been the last couple weeks. It's like, he's, he, there's times where I, the one thing I've noticed is it's not a, I don't see the consistency, even in his, sometimes in his dribbling, like there's some goals where he'll dribble past two players. And then there's other plays where it seems like he trips over the ball.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. But Like you said, like in, in a game can be flat and in a little moment, he has that brilliant, that, that brilliance where he scores a nice goal. So what I was thinking about today, I, and then what I feel it is, it's 4 four four two defensive system. It just doesn't work to a player. There's at times he's by himself way too much. Mhm. Yeah, I could see that too. He needs that support. He
2: needs
3: needs to link up a little better. Um, go ahead. It could also be he's a little bit low on confidence. I could definitely see that. You know, um, he missed that PK, and then comes into a clasico when there's a lot more pressure and I feel like that early miss kind of gets into your head when you're a striker, and that, that, could, that could be part of it. I mean, he's still young. I feel like like stuff like that affects young players more than like experienced players, but he's a great talent, man. I just hope, like, we've seen a lot of players that, that come through and, and they look very promising, but when it's time to give that next step, I feel like that's where a lot of Mexican players struggle. So I, I hope he's able to kind of shake it off. For, for the sake of, of the national team, mm-hmm. not only just yeah. Chivas, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a great player, man, and I think he just needs, you know, a game where he can bag one or two wins just to get back into that rhythm, get back that confidence, and, and he'll be fine, man. I, I don't I don't see why Chivas would bench him or who they would bench him for. I mean, you guys are not going to start Oriva, I don't think.
1: So, hell no. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah, no. <laughs> <yeah, laughs> <he would've, laughs> never know no. what that guy <laughs> yeah like like my thing is like he was at leon scoring goals I and mean, it's an offense it was an attacking style of soccer that they had mm-hmm. and he had players feeding him the ball and he comes to a team to coaches he goes from did he play under tomas i don't remember but then defensive was a teach defensive and like we see this on a on a global level with maurino teams who he's a he wins but he's a defensive coach we see players like when it doesn't work out they kind of give up on his style it's just a boring style yeah, I can see that. Um yeah, I guess I,
3: also I feel like Leon. Go
1: ahead.
3: I feel like Leon kind of have like an established system that they've been working at with for years now. And and that also I feel like when you have a system that's already working, you can basically throw anybody in there and they'll they'll look they'll look good compared to like over here you're asking him to kind of carry the whole team and that that could be a lot of pressure for you for a young guy.
1: And I hope he goes to Europe soon. I think it has to be as soon as possible. He needs to go over, get better coaching. It'll just be better for him and for the national team in the long run.
2: Yeah, I mean, that could be another theory. I mean, there could be a deal in place already. Maybe that's making him a little cautious uh, on his play. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he he definitely has a hit-or-miss game. Uh, and, and, you know, we saw that, that ex- in the exhibition in that little tournament. Like, he was really dangerous against – america and i was like uh i could definitely see this go back and forth
1: and macias giving us a ton of headaches and he could have he could have i mean he even like for example even in this game he had headers hmm exactly could have he could have score two three if, if he scores the first one it's just it just didn't go in for him mm-hmm. yep that first ball he tried to chip it and it just happened to bounce like right before he went to go flick it yep
0: i don't know I, I think we're gonna i think we're gonna end up selling macias you know we saw that transfer market list that just came out i think he was like the eighth ranked the uh, most expensive center forward under a certain age and I think, I think he doesn't fit teaching system. And I think it's better for everybody just to get get him out, get him, you know, get him to a European team, let him grow over there. And yeah. just because you're gonna just stunt his growth, I think we're just gonna stunt his growth if we keep him. If we're trying to jam him into a system that doesn't work for him. It's just bad for us and bad for him.
3: Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like the circumstances worldwide were probably a little bit different. I think he would have probably left this summer. And I wanted him to leave like during the summer compared to like a January move because I feel like it's easier to get adjusted when when you do a preseason and everything with, with the team compared to just arriving there in January and kind of the manager already knows who he plays who he likes and it's harder to fight for a spot I feel when you know the team has already been together and playing together for 6 months. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. But let's talk about one of the most controversial controversial things that happened in the, not even in the game at the end of the game, <laughs> the television had a shot of a uh, Dieter Villalpando, uh, Peralta, and Antuna hanging out with América players. I know Cordoba was part of it. I'm not sure who the other two América players were, but they, you know they're 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 having a laugh. They're uh, swapping jerseys, and Twitter just lost their shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you? How, how do you guys feel about it?
2: I think it's one of those things that we're seeing more and more in other sports too. Like this post game chit chat thing. Um, I think it kind of bleeds into you know, different games. I know people don't like it though. uh, In in any, in in any fashion. It it doesn't bother me kind of either way. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of it kind of makes sense. I mean, these players, uh, several of them have played with each other on the national team. So that kind of makes sense. I just know that some of the fans are like, do that somewhere else. And I I, kind of see both sides, um, to be
3: honest. Miggy? Yeah, I mean, I also see both sides, to be honest. I mean, it's not that there was nothing wrong with what they did, it's just that, how can I say Like, I feel like us as fans, we're always going to care more about stuff like that than the players, which I feel like maybe maybe it shouldn't be like that, but that's just how it is. Like, at the end of the day, like, Brian said all those guys know each other from the national team and I feel like it's that stuff always happens like you know in in the dressing rooms and stuff and maybe because of the situation that we're living in the world that we're living in right now with COVID and everything maybe they're not allowed you know to do that within the lockers or I don't know like you know what the guidelines are but I feel like yeah like as fans we're always going to overreact to situations like that especially like I saw more chivas fans that were angry because obviously they lost the game but i feel like it's one of those things that whoever lost the match was going to overreact more than than the others Mm -hmm. i don't know how you guys feel about about the situation
1: i try to i try to put myself like what would have happened if chivas won even though it was hard in that moment (laughs) um i personally i didn't like it but me i don't know like i hate losing I'm the type that if I have plans, for example, if I have plans to go out, like there's been times I've been invited to like my aunt's house and stuff and I'm playing like a FIFA game and I lose. <laughs> I'll cancel my plans because I'm so mad that I lost. <laughs> um, so like, I just, I don't know. Like, in I guess I would want them to maybe do it later on. Like, it, like take the loss. You should be angry in that. And I would think you should be angry in the moment that you wouldn't want to go laugh and talk it out. But at the end of the day, like you said, uh, especially with Peralta, he has a history with the, with those players. Antuna and Cordoba, like they they're young. They, they, they've been on national teams together. And it's a different era now than it was 50 years ago where there was no social media. So a lot of these players are like 14, 15. They're probably friends on Instagram and play Xbox together. You never know what these guys do. But yeah, I just wish they, w- they would have waited. You know, like you take the loss. Like deal yeah. with the loss for like 30 minutes, an hour. Then afterwards, things calm down. Then you go do but. Like that might want to be one of those things where there's no fans and the no fans being in the stadium probably would have let them feel it more. But they yeah, actually,
2: I was just about to say that was maybe maybe that is a factor. Maybe that that doesn't happen with fans in the stadium.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah I know. All, passed, can you imagine about with a Chivas shirt wrapped them around his neck with a, America fans there? <laughs> yeah. Even winning the game, I don't, I don't think Dude. they would have been happy in the stadium. Dude, Dude even been like, right now.
3: You go to his Instagram and in the comments people are like, you don't understand like where you're sitting or who you play for and like you don't do that stuff here or whatever.
1: It's hard. It's one of those things that's weird because like like Antuna, Antuna he, he doesn't feel anything for the Clasico. If we're being honest, he doesn't feel anything. He didn't come mm-hmm. up on he didn't come up in these teams. It's hard for him. To, but my thing would have been Oribe sees it and says, yo, we gotta go. But yeah, today he's he's friends yeah. with them, so he's gonna go chat it chat it up with them. So it's hard. It's it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. I also I also think guys I, I don't know if, if it was
3: Boyo or or who else like walked by them like he was, his face is like what the hell are you guys
1: doing? Like I think it was Boyo Oriseño. I think or it was Isenio. Yeah, I seen someone tweet that. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, he walked by them and like gave him like a side eye. And like I remember, I don't maybe uh, Varo can correct me. There was a game. I don't know if it was. Maybe the first game or second game, Chivas lost and the look of Macias after the game, like he looked he looked at like his teammates like he was disgusted with them. Really? And that was just like a regular loss. Yeah.
0: I think that was the the first game of the season where he just like the the ref blew the whistle and like immediately he just walked off the pitch. Like his all the the team was was in the middle Yeah, the team was in the middle of the field like talking and he was just like, Screw that, I'm going to the locker room. Like he, he didn't even look back at them, he just walked off. I mean right.
1: that's what we that's what we as fans want, but we got to be realistic and not all these fans come from the Cantera. That's one of the problems when you start buying players from mm-hmm. from other teams is they're not going to feel it the same.
2: But I'll, I'll tell you this though, if I put the, a different situation, I think I said this on Twitter, if that was a Dos Asesero in Columbus and Mexican um, players doing yeah. that in, in the middle of the field, I'd be like,
1: what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, uh, or yeah. after the Holland game, they go and ask Robin for his shirt. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah
3: exactly. absolutely not.
2: <laughs> like I see,
1: I think it was you, Brian. You brought up, uh, or, or maybe that wasn't you. or I seen somebody else bring up football, like football players.
2: Uh, Odell no Jr. did that last year when we got our butts whooped by the Niners.
1: Yeah, and one of the <laughs> one time I remember, and he kind of got criticized for it, um, was when he was with the Giants and uh, we played the Cowboys, and him and Dez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dads were exchanging jerseys, and but that's like again, that's different. Those players don't come up with the team. This it's a different type of passion. Mm-hmm.
0: But like, yeah. yeah, you said
1: if it was the national team and they do that with or after Chile after they Chile washes them oh, or Argentina <laughs> in the World Cup when they've eliminated them, I would be pissed. Yeah,
2: I agree. I, I think it's circum uh, it's just the circumstances. Those guys kind of know each other. They play with a national team, and there's no fans. I, maybe maybe that maybe that doesn't happen different in a different uh, situation.
1: Right.
3: Yeah. I also feel like it also has a lot to do with who the players were because I feel like ever since Antuna came to Chivas, he's been kind of like under this like spotlight where like everything he does, like they're on him like every single like day. And it's it's not even it's not even the fans, dude. It's like the media and,
1: yeah. and stuff. So like I feel the same way about trophies. So like, yeah. Trophies played came in and the people are criticizing him. Like, did you criticize Macias? Did you criticize all these other players also that played? It's like WrestleMania's trophies comes in. All right, trophies doesn't score. We're gonna criticize them.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And I, I'm I mean, sure sure Antonio's on the same line. He gets criticized. I mean, the trophies. Uh, yeah, everything. everything. He, he he gets the part of the losses on him this week. If you if you see some tweets, and yeah. they'll get rid of like get rid of him already. And... <laughs> I, I hate the
0: media, man. Yeah,
1: media doesn't help any.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, and
3: then you have, was... you have the. Oh, sorry. Go
0: ahead. Um. Uh, no, I was just saying. I think saturday night i was pissed about the whole jersey swap and just chilling on the field talking but then you know i think like you guys said it, it comes down to there are no fans there so no one's there to get mad at them i'm sure it would have happened in the locker room under normal circumstances right. but maybe because of covid it can't but um you mm-hmm. know the fact is it's true the players don't feel the church you know they are no sienten la camiseta like they're not they're not shit, products the from chivas
1: like he probably wouldn't want to put the jersey like around his neck <laughs>
0: yeah, he, yeah i was surprised well, like too, he said yeah. there's
1: no fans he doesn't know people are recording and stuff like that yeah to him a friend just gave him a shirt yeah
0: mm-hmm. and then i think even um i saw Lemundo tweet uh, out of video that uriel antuna might be in trouble with the team because i think oh, they said Lord, in stupid, the man. in the contract in our in the chivas, in the chivas contract it states that you can't swap jerseys with an mm-hmm. america player or something like that i was like, <laughs> like bro again some reason, i
1: thought that was like covid related <laughs> or
0: that's, oh, what that's, what that's, that's, what that's what i thought that's what i thought but i clicked the video yeah. and i watched it and it said because like there's like a, a thing in the contract that prohibits you from swapping charges with an america player and i was like wow like if they <laughs> if they wild. get if i do not get in trouble with the team again for that then i'm like i'm done like it's so stupid
3: yeah, I, I forgot who I I told that day of the classic orb right right after the situation happened. I forgot who I was talking to when I told him like, watch Belize send them to Tapatio this weekend. <laughs> oh,
0: man, our, our team is a shit show. <laughs> but um, if we wanna if we wanna talk about something uh positive. I know yeah, we brought you guys onto the, the pod talk about something better. <laughs> um, <laughs> we brought you on talk about uh the brand you guys are starting up, uh, Food Cult. Can you guys uh? Tell us what you guys are all about.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll let uh, Miguel kick it off because he's a mastermind, and I'll, I'll jump in with you know when I when I got on board. Cool,
3: cool. Yeah, so um, yeah, Foot Cold stands for uh, football football culture, and um, it's kind of like it's a project that I've had in mind uh, for already for for, for a while. Um, before I I was working on Foot Cold, I ran a brand that was that was pretty successful here in in Texas called Vida and um i even like we even got nominated for um streetwear brand of the year and but like i've always been passionate about about soccer and that was originally when i first got into the industry that's what i really wanted to do but it's a lot more trickier you know with like fabrics when it's when it's jerseys and when it's dry fit and when it's all of that so i kind of when covid started i was kind of i started getting more into the research and everything and and yeah, like I just I started t- I started talking to Brian about it, and and we kind of went back and forth, back and forth, and and yeah, we just hit it off, and he and decided to come on board, and it's been great, man. It's been great. We we kind of felt like we there was a a gap in the market. You know, there's a lot of soccer brands out there, but I feel like we It's always England. It's always like all these Spain. You know, all these teams from 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 the, around the world and we hardly ever get any attention and when we do it's always just like oh yeah the 98 kit you know like that's all everybody <laughs> always thinks about <laughs> and and so yeah man that we saw we we saw the need for a market we knew that that there was a little gap there that we could a little void there that we could help fill and we're very excited man we're, it's it's been the, the people have been very supportive in, in these early stages and hopefully the best is, is yet to come. Yes, and that's
2: pretty much, you know, I knew he had his other uh, website, his other clothing brand, and he had been kind of throwing some ideas around, you know, about foot Cult. And I was on vacation at the time. I was in Mexico and uh, feeling good and having some previous business stuff kind of fall through in the past, whether timing or whatever they may be. I was like, you know, these ideas are pretty unique and original and we went back and forth and back and forth some more, and um, I was like, maybe I could do something marketing-wise or part-owner-wise, and we made it a little bit of a deal, and uh, it kicked off like perfectly. And then unfortunately, COVID happened, but at the same time, it made us focus on it. So it's kind of like our own little uh, project, and, and we've had overwhelming uh, positive, you know, responses. So uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with it, and I think we have a lot to come uh, down the down the on the line for this company and this brand um especially in this community uh, i think there's gonna be a lot of really fun stuff
1: yeah no you guys have some pretty cool uh sh- just designs overall i want to say shirts because you guys just don't do shirts you guys do mm-hmm. i seen today you tweet about a soccer ball i seen yep. the, uh, the hats the the skateboards um now who is is miguel mostly the design and or do you guys work together on that
2: oh uh, yeah M- miguel does overwhelming everything with the design uh skateboards was kind of like our both of our idea i i took i took on that uh little project i sent him the boards and then he set up the raffle um wristbands were also uh, on my end but in, the, in terms of the design and and the production that that's on him uh and and you know he'll show me stuff we'll go back and forth and throw ideas and and, and it, we just like really hit it off like really well
3: yeah it really helped that like i mean i i met brian not yeah. too long ago like we met them twitter and stuff but like we we kind of hit it off early like when, when we started becoming friends because we kind of come from like a similar background you know we grew up both loving you know soccer both skating and and so we kind of wanted to blend blend those two cultures into into a, into a little project and that's where the the boards were born mm-hmm. yeah you know we just wanted to do something different you know i i ran my previous brand for like six and i still have the brand i'm just taking a break from it now but just normal streetwear is very hard because it's all hype. It's all hype, you know. You, you you see that everybody's still, you know, buying Supreme and buying all these brands that you need, like, a big cosign in order to, to get that hype and that clout that, that all all everybody wants. And when you do, like, soccer, like what we're doing now, it's like, not only are you hitting, like, the nostalgia part, but you're also kind of hitting passion. You know, people love their colors. They want to rep their colors. So I kind of wanted to give you know not everybody always wants to wear a jersey so i kind of wanted to give different different options to to you know to the casual fan not everybody you know some people don't like to wear a jersey all day you know some people prefer t-shirts and and so that's kind of where where we where we come in and and we're trying to kind of like i said earlier fill that void
0: yeah that's cool i i have i actually bought one of the the, i think it was like a retro t-shirt not 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 jersey Mm -hmm. material Cause yeah, like like you said, like sometimes I don't want to wear a jersey just because you know it's too hot or something like that, and just mm-hmm. t-shirts more comfortable. So that that I thought that was um that was smart making jerseys, but not just sticking to that because you know some companies do it, and like you're right, sometimes you don't want you just want a t-shirt, you know, a nice comfortable yeah, t-shirt, yeah. and I like oh, it. it's good materials. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. And I saw that dad oh, no. hat. The dad hat. I need. I need that. to order that. Come yeah, on. man. Thank you. Man. Uh,
1: I was gonna say, like you said, like the 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 market, the the Liga MX community. Uh, like it, it's it's kind of it's, it's a void. Like you said, it needs it. It needs some something to represent the community and and not just like a one off. Like you like you sometimes you'll see like a fan of a certain team just come up with one thing and then that's it. It goes away. Yep. Uh, but you're doing it multiple teams, uh, so I think that's pretty dope.
3: Yeah. yeah, man, thank
1: you so much. Well
3: yeah, it's 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 gonna get better, man. It's going to. We have a lot of plans and, and we want to keep it growing. But yeah, without the without the support of everybody in the community, it it wouldn't happen. And I just hope we can also be kind of like, you know, the motor to inspire other people to to not necessarily do the same, but we're also not like. I expect you know more more League inspired brands to pop off just because of of this kind of wave that we created but like we're also not here to be like the gatekeepers of league mx fashion you know like we just want to help inspire other people too and even if it's not clothing like i've seen i've seen a lot of a lot of dope stuff that
1: little that people pins. make, you know
3: yeah, pins Those pins are, man they are uh, shout out to i think his name's aussie shout out to him man. those pins are super sick mm-hmm. i've also seen like people make like face masks you know like with the campos inspired like that's that's Mm -hmm. super cool to me because you know we don't have that like you can go on ebay or all these sites and you know you're looking for something arsenal you'll find like so many things or manchester united whatever but when it comes to us like we're kind of like forgotten a little bit but we want we want to help with that and yeah hopefully you know the support keeps coming and we can keep on creating more and more stuff
0: yeah, it's, it's funny you guys mentioned like the the void decks there because um, I don't know if you guys remember Copa 90 the mm-hmm. the YouTube channel and they had like all these stuff they would produce a lot of content and I knew somebody that worked there that would that was trying to like push for more and more league MX content just because it's the most watched league in the in the country and you know mm-hmm. it, me, me and Rigo were actually part of one of their videos and Rigo was part of like a couple of more but they never really made that push and you know it's good to see you know other people see that void and want to do something with it you know right right for sure and then do you guys want to tell us about like um any any of the new stuff you guys have released like the especially that uh the mexico jersey you guys made that was that was pretty dope
3: yeah miguel go ahead oh. go, go inform them yeah um the god of, we called it the god of thunder um jersey and it's kind of like a like I told you guys earlier, like, everybody always loves, you know, the 1998 kit. And we kind of wanted to do our own spinoff of that. And, like, the original first, I love, like, I always use, like, Thunders in my designs. It's, it's something that I've always, like, liked. I grew up a huge David Bowie fan. So, like, I've always been, like, attracted to, like, the, the Thunders for some reason. I don't know why. It's something that I've always liked. Mm-hmm. So... I kind of based it off of that. Like our first jersey we ever did had the the two big thunders in the front and in the back, so that's why I, I kind of went with the Tlaloc inspired. Who he was the god of rain and Aztec god of rain and or thunder. So that that was kind of like the inspiration and the feedback we got on it was was crazy. I, I didn't really expect like so many people to to come out to come out and and support it and like it. And I got a bunch of like orders from like people that that just followed me because they found that jersey so that was pretty cool We also have um we're gonna drop some jackets here we're we're, the jackets are are finished like the samples we're just kind of waiting for it to get a little bit cooler just because (laughs) like when i finished the jackets it was still over like 105 over here in texas so i was like yeah no i'm not i'm gonna wait a little bit that's
1: smart how you go that's the marketing right there smart
0: (laughs) (laughs) i never even thought about that yeah it's gonna be the win the winner collection man
3: yeah, yeah, man, can't wait for that.
0: And then, like in the future, what do you, where do you guys see yourselves going?
1: Other leagues, or um, or stay League on max Or
3: um, I've ha- I've had some people ask me for like MLS merch, but like I, right now, I want to keep it like strictly, you know, um, League IMX But I I also want to kind of get into like I would love to sponsor a team, man. That would be I mm. would be super sick. Um, I know when when we originally had the idea, I also I told Brian that I kind of wanted to hopefully in the future if everything keeps going as was it is you know start a, a little charity where you know we donate a percentage of the sales to you know kids that that can't afford because you know how it is here in the U.S. like you got to pay to play and you know there's yeah. a lot of talent that doesn't have the resources so eventually hopefully we can we can move move on with that and and kind of give back to the community whether it's you know shoes or, or whatever we can do you know to help the kids and. And yeah, man, mm-hmm. that's the plan. That's the plan. I I would love to sponsor. You know, like an Ascenso team would be sick. But oh,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll
3: see. We'll see what what the
1: future holds. Just reach out, bro. You never know. Just start sending emails. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off like on Twitter. I'll send you like. I'll let you know what I did. I spoke to like an Ascenso like owner and stuff like that. Um, about some ideas, and he actually responded back and wrote back to me and stuff. So you never know. Like, you might get in touch yeah. with somebody. That's actually kind of something we,
2: I mean, not any specifics, but, like, I'm not saying you get, <laughs> you you don't have to take a loss, but, like, I wouldn't be opposed to reaching out to bigger names just to get them, you know, right. wearing something, you know, like, just, just if, if they thought something was cool, they, they like the team or, like, one of the, like, you know, the blackout training top, which is one of my favorite designs that, you know, we have, like, those things i think can blow up pretty pretty quick and, and, and if you got like a big name person or semi-big on um, social media that can always take off you know i'm not opposed to that either
3: it's crazy because you know with my previous brand i i got to experience that and and it's wild dude like what what, what social media can do like like um people love free stuff people love free stuff so like a lot of times like i reached out like back in the day to artists and stuff and like yeah dude like they're 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 down like I, I've gotten I got a chance to meet a lot of a lot of well at the time they were up and coming artists and then they established themselves and yeah dude like a DM could go a long way so so yeah right now like we kinda of first wanted to like establish the release and kinda of like how we were going to operate but now like that we have a little bit more more traction. Like now it's time you know that we wanna reach out to people and like see you know who's down and who's not but yeah it's all part of the process eventually hopefully you know you get some big names to wear it some good cosigns
1: mm-hmm. that's that's part of the plan i was gonna ask have you guys thought about maybe switching over maybe, maybe doing like some feminine stuff
3: yeah oh definitely we definitely want to be like an inclusive brand right now um i'm talking with some of the manufacturers because i, I actually want to drop you know jerseys and like women's sizes because we know like that's also a big part of the market so yeah we're definitely trying to to move into into women's clothing as well you know with my past brand we we had a lot of success with 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 the ladies because um they they just loved it you know like a lot of times even like we kind of went as a unisex brand even though like the t-shirts were like the same sizes as men but a lot of women like the oversized and all that it was, it was it's kind of in in fashion but i also kind of know some ladies like it like more tailored to like fit their sizes and stuff so so yeah that's definitely in the works and we're, that's something we're definitely working with we're, we're, we're something that we're working on sorry and yeah, yeah hopefully you know by the end of the year we'll we'll, we'll have you know our, our women's collection out as well
2: no i, uh, actually, I completely cool.
3: agree with them because you know i got a bunch
2: of friends who want to wear it but it's not just guys there's a lot right. of girls who will, who will wear this stuff. I mean, um, and then it's not, you know, the ri- like on my end, was, the wristbands was just to get the name out, get a little bit of traction, and then it's like, yeah, I mean, both guys and girls are wearing this. So they're, they're a big part of the, of the uh, you know, of the brand itself As you know, girls want to wear this and they have their own, you know, tailored fit, like he's saying. So, yeah, we're definitely, that's definitely in the plans.
1: Nah, that's dope, man. That's dope, because, I mean, I know you guys have seen some of the numbers, like the Liga Le- Le- MX, I mean, Neil is... It's, it's starting to get some traction going, and at, at least, I know at least amongst Chiwa fans, it, it's starting to get traction. We know from like the, the, the interactions we have on our on our Twitter feed when we when Varro does gifts or posts about the Feminil team, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how big it's gotten.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it's a very good league too. It's a really good league too. It's whenever I get, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to find the stream sometimes, yeah. but whenever I get a chance to, yeah, I, I keep up with it because it is a very good league and. There's, there's a pretty good level
1: there yeah that's funny because like about i want to say i don't know how long ago like a maybe like a year or more or so we talked about like we talked about the feminine team and and at the time i didn't watch them and i always said that it has nothing to do with them being girls it's just hard for me to like follow a new team like here in orlando you got orlando city and mm-hmm. the fans are behind them but like i just personally i just couldn't find myself investing into like a new team I felt the same way about Chivas Femenil, and then I started watching one game, and, and I've loved every game since, man. I haven't stopped watching. Like you said, the hard part is the str- is, is finding the, the, the stream sometimes.
0: Yeah, you guys mentioned that, you know, you guys had more time to work on the brand because of COVID, and it's the same thing for, like, us. Like, I know me, like, I took advantage, and I started, like, I, like, took a deep dive into the, into the Chivas Femenil, specifically. Like, I've actually watched random Liga MX Femenil games, but, you know, the COVID hit, and now we're working with Melissa, you know. We released Chivas Feminine podcast episodes too, and but you know, if it wasn't for COVID, I don't know. I don't think I would have had like as much time as I would would have wanted to before I do a deep dive, especially like a new team. Like, like I know I'm a, I'm an Arsenal fan too, but when I first started watching Arsenal, it took like maybe like two years before I'd tell anybody I was an Arsenal fan. Because I feel like if they <laughs> asked me if they ask me anything about it, I I just be like I don't know, like maybe yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Cause you got you gotta like learn you gotta you gotta learn about the team the team history and stuff like that. So exactly. I was obviously like cautious to like just jump into a team. So now with COVID, you know, we had a lot of time. And Melissa, like, she does the podcast with us, with me and Luis sometimes, and she like knows everything. Like, I feel like she's a she was from the yeah. encyclopedia. ex Feminine encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah women
1: soccer. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, and it's great, man. It's great to have the coverage out there. I know at, um, at Eagle Eye, also, AJ kind of is doing um, the feminine side for them. And yeah, dude, it's good because sometimes, you know, like we said earlier with the streams, we don't get a chance to, to watch the games, but it's good to kind of still keep up with it and, and see what how the team is doing and everything. And and I have a lot of hope for the for Liga Feminine. I hope that it keeps. Growing and and not necessarily more teams, but just growing, you know, more better level. I feel like when they did the, they allowed the Mexican American players to start playing. That kind of gave the league a big boost, and mm-hmm. and it's good. You know, it's good to get talent from other places if we can, and yeah, it's good. I wouldn't be surprised if they start allowing extranjeros. I don't know if they are. I I no, they're not doing that yet, right? Like like foreign foreign players. It's just Mexican Americans for now.
0: Yeah, just Mexican American. So yeah, it has.
3: There's a lot of room for growth there,
1: and, and hopefully, it, it keeps developing. Yeah, yeah, we've been trying to we've been trying to come up with like shirt ideas for the longest. We, we <laughs> might have to start working with you guys. Just <laughs> well,
0: yeah, man, We
2: harvest. have the ideas. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, we'll def- we'll definitely talk um off air, guys. But uh, anything else before we wrap up?
2: Uh, not much right. on my end, just other than, than you know, I'm pretty excited. Like yeah, like we said, 2020's been. I mean, not the greatest year we've had, but. Right. A little bit of a blessing was I pulled the trigger back in February to be like, yeah, I think this foot cult thing could be something special. And then Miguel was like, yeah, dude, come on, like let's do it. I'm like, okay, sweet. Perfect timing. And so um, I'm awesome. just, I've just been happy with it. I've uh, been patient and that's fine with me. Like I told Miguel, whatever you want to do, I mean, I, I, your vision, I, I fully support. So that's just kind
3: of what we're doing. Yeah, and it's also good, you know, to kind of have somebody with you like, partnered up with because um when i started my other brand like i did everything on my own so it's kind of like good to have somebody you know to go back and forth or a lot of times you create something you think oh man this is super dope but maybe it's just you guessing it up so it's good to kind of have somebody not really check you but somebody that will give you feedback or you should maybe we could try this maybe we should try that and it's something we we do you know a very good job of communicating and yeah man i mean i don't really have any. Anything to add? I
1: mean you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at football. F U T C V L T. That's dope, man. That's dope. We definitely wish you guys a lot of success and hopefully we can work together. One thing, because I know I know Warw's probably gonna be like, alright, it's time to get them off so we can record the other half. It's gonna be a long podcast, but <laughs> all right, so just real quick to bring it back, and Waro has no idea where I'm going with this. Oh. Uh we talked about we talked about the players from Chivas and America mingling after the game. Is it similar? to if you play the Eagle Eye podcast in a pro club game and you
0: use America fans to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the po- the podcast is under the Colorful Kit network, and therefore they played CDN and their uh, network provider. <laughs>
1: Very true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they played the Probably brand. Right?
1: You over there. <laughs> Using a Medica player, he jinxed it for us, War. <laughs> hey,
0: we won we won the Pro Club showdown.
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard Ivan was
2: up there on an island alone. Poor guy.
0: Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't Bro, think they've I told, been playing I that one. I was
1: like, yo, let them use an Annie, man. <laughs> they didn't want to. I felt so bad. I was like, it's just three against six players. I felt so bad. And you know, like I played pro clubs with Miguel and, and Brian. And if you don't have the right amount of players and you play a team with more, it's just way too hard. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know why they haven't balanced that out yet, but that's just another for another day. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well guys, it was great having you on the pod. Um remember yeah, yeah, guys sure. follow them at on Twitter, on Instagram at FoodCult, F U T C V L T. And yeah, we'll uh, tag Yeah, we'll tag you and everything, guys.
3: Sounds good. good all right. Thank you all for having us. Yeah. So yeah, what a
2: good show. Thanks for inviting
0: us. Yep, thank you for being here. And now uh, me and Luis are going to go vent for another two hours. (laughs) All right, good deal. All right, later, guys. Later, man.
2: Thank you.
1: (laughs)
0: All right, and we're back. Um, We figured this podcast has run a little long, so we're just going to jump into all the social media questions that we got. And I'm sure this way we're going to cover most of what we're going to vent about anyways, Luis.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about the game with the other guys. I mean, we, yeah, like you said, the questions, I'm sure the questions are going to... All, it'll all have to do with what the game was about anyway.
0: So they just usually overlap anyways. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Most of the times when we have to answer questions, we're like, we've already answered them anyway.
0: Yeah. So. All right, so we're just going to go with questions then. Let's start off from Instagram, danman 86 uh, Given his performance this season so far, will Macias still leave for Europe in January? What do you think? I mean, the way he's playing right now, and if the European scouts are watching you, they're not—they're not liking what they see, man.
1: Yeah, I would say he, I, I would say because I have seen the rumors around. I think Carlos from Telemundo, who we had earlier in the season, say that there's already a deal in place, and I hope that's true. Because if there's not a deal in place, man, these performances do not look good. The penalty misses, the misses in the Clásico. Um, and he was a bit unlucky in some of those misses like those headers like when the one that Ochoa saved like you said it was point blank range and he saved it It's just a little bit unlucky but yeah it's not hasn't been the best performance so i hope he has a a deal in place already or if not i mean i can't i don't know if i'll see a team paying what they would have paid a few months ago
0: and i don't know if chiwas would then accept the lower you know what i mean yeah transfer market has him as you know one of the most expensive young center forwards but is anyone going to want to pay that price now that he's not performing like he was at Leon? Or maybe, my, my, they, maybe they'll okay. overlook the fact that the system isn't beneficial to him and he'll fit better in whoever's looking at him system.
1: Well, yeah, that's what the thing I was going to say, is scouts. I mean, teams have scouts, and yeah. they ask for specific qualities. They don't look at the results. They might look at the, uh, what, a, what a player does if he scores, if he doesn't, but he's not the first player who's missed a penalty who's been scouted and transferred over. So that. At the end of the day, they're going to look at his qualities, and, they're going to, and that coach is going to decide if he can fit him into into his team. So his qualities are still there. They're not, they are not—they haven't gone anywhere. At times, he still shows them.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, the follow-up by uh, at Groo- Groovy Flores on Instagram, should Macias continue to start? Hell, yeah. I mean, we don't have anybody else.
1: I mean, I... we've always talked about the depth in Mexico to begin with. Like the national team doesn't have that much depth, let alone Chivas. Um, I can see maybe Saldivar getting a chance, but would it be a better? I don't think it would be a better. I could okay. If we talked about, would the coach do it? Maybe I could see the coach do it, but should he? I don't think he should. I don't think Saldivar, even and I don't think Saldivar is a better option, even with Macias not playing up to his full potential. But the Saldivar fit, boosted teaches system better. I personally don't think there's nothing Saldivar can do that Macias can. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean I just because we talked about earlier in the season his ability to move out and hold up the ball for other players and then he was creating plays. So it's there. Um like even in the game, he misses that that one-on-one with a cho but he makes a really nice run and he uses his speed. Saldiva doesn't give you that speed. And it seems like it seems like what wants to you wants to utilize speed on the field. So I don't I can't see Saldivar, I can't see Oribe. The only player that I would say can substitute for him and to me that's only if he goes to Europe, would be Vega as striker. He has the qualities to be a striker, a number nine for Chivas, but right now they're utilizing him in a different role.
0: Yeah, and they're definitely using him the wrong way. Playing yeah, behind Macias. Sure. Because, you know, we've seen Vega, the best of Vega has come from the left wing or the right wing. You know, mm-hmm. the goal he scores against on left wing assists to Antuna right wing. You know, he should be on the wings. He, we're wasting him behind... Behind Macias, honestly,
1: or the or a primary striker, we're wasting him yeah. as a like playmaker, as a number. You want it's weird to say number ten in, in the system, but yeah, like essentially like a number ten role.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so but yeah, Macias is gonna keep starting.
1: Hey, I will say Vega. For as bad as the the classical was and Suárez, like the one thing I've noticed, even when he won the other game in the last minute, you see that want. Yeah, like he wants the ball. He's fighting for it till the ninetieth minute. So that's the one thing I've been very happy with for
0: Yeah, the effort's always there, I think, for him now. And, you know, he, he said it on Twitter. You know, he said when the whole drinking thing happened, he said, um I can write so many things, but I'm just going to do my talking on the field. And he's been doing it. Just didn't win on uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Next question, 573gre underscore C. He says, what players would you guys immediately bench solely based on performance based on the Clásico?
1: Oh, that's, I feel like that's directed at Masías.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. Well, let's start, start at the goalie. We're not benching No, nah, He stays. did the saves early
1: on that allowed Chivas to stay in the game. Yep. All right. We, Calderon.
0: We're keeping him. Nah, no, he's keeping him. Sepulveda. Benching. I would bench for, for Viseño. All right. So Sepúlveda's one. Then we go to Iramier, who probably one of the better players of the yeah. Clásico. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, should be the captain probably. Then I mean, we had Chapo who I don't think he if we had, had to a better do anything, player. Nothing like I, that. I,
1: right. If we had a better player or a better option at right back, I would say I like I said I've said it a few weeks ago. I think it's time to start looking for a replacement right back. Yeah. I think he's getting close to like the end.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: right but right now, he's still a solid option at right back. I don't bench
0: him. Yep. All right. Next, uh Villalpando. Do we bench Villalpando? No, I start him. Start him. I start yeah. him too. Then Molina? No, hell no. <laughs> He's
1: gone. I'm starting Beltran. I told you he does nothing. He provides nothing defensively, offensively. He had his chance to prove he was a, a great defensive midfielder against Giovanni on the one-on-one, and he he gave up the left foot, which is like if Giovanni gets the ball, that you should just like stand on that on that side and just cover it and let him run to the right and take a shot. And to me, he doesn't provide enough offensively. I've talked about this. I'll go Beltran as the more defensive of the two, and then let Vialpando be the sort of more playmaker center mid.
0: See the the problem I saw that Molina had on Saturday was a lot of the times Villalpando was actually playing behind them. So he didn't have that outlet pass to Villalpando. Mm-hmm. And you know he's he has to make short lateral passes. He's not gonna make those long ball passes to Risuela, Vega, Macias or Antuna. So I don't know if it was mispositioning on Villalpando's part or Molina's part, but he didn't game. have he, he didn't have the outlet thing. pass. Yeah. I think
1: that's the way he plays. And I think now that you mentioned that, because I didn't really notice it that much, I think that's that works perfectly with a player like Beltran, where yep. they're interchangeable in what they do. It's like you can move up Beltran for Vialpando and sure, maybe you he doesn't have the same long balls over the top, but he's still he's still able to 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 put the offense together. Whereas if Beltran if Vialpando drops and now Molina's up, you you pretty much is man down in the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So Molina uh, yeah, I'm benching too, putting in Beltran. I just think we don't have enough offense. Sooner or later, you have to do something different, man. If you're Vucetich, you have to you you just can't go in. We we talked about this previously. If you go down, if you go down, and we don't know how this team will respond. We 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 saw what happened. They went down early in the Clasico, and they had very little response.
0: All right, next up, Vega. I think yeah, we nice. start him, Let's but start. not in the position that Vucetich has him in. We're not gonna get into tactics because that's not the question (laughs) all right Antuna definitely start him starts Macias keep starts and then Rizuela so well actually I actually like what Angulo did late in the classical he kind of brought a little life to the team because he kind of acted like a like you know we don't have a traditional attend in the system but he kind of acted like that he was opening up lanes passing lanes like he made himself available on a lot of the on a lot of the time he was on the pitch that's one think those enough, Yeah, that's Rizuela.
1: one of those. Like whoever he would go with, I wouldn't be like too mad. Like yeah. if going forward, he's like I'm starting Angulo over Biswala, I wouldn't be upset at it. Um, yeah, like I wouldn't be upset either way. There was times where I thought Biswala took some stupid ass shots in the game. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, like I said, I'd have to see more. I would. Have, what we saw in preseason, I'd have to see that from Angulo in the season, and we haven't yet. But the potential is there for him to take that spot. Or at least go to the left and let Antuna
0: play on the right. Yep, I think Angulo is still a pretty good super sub in my opinion. So I'm keeping Venezuela on the pitch. Then we have at Alfonso, GDLR. Will the Alpando continue to start over Beltran? I don't I don't know if, you know, everyone's saying it's because of COVID. The COVID after effects that Beltran didn't start. I don't, buy it. And I don't then, buy it. But you kind of have to consider it because then you have the high elevation of Mexico City, and if you got a player that loses shortness of you know has shortness of breath because of COVID after effects, you, you're not going to put him out there in Mexico City. But when you say that, also why have him on the bench then? Why have why have, him, why have, him, have make him make the trip? Well, why a, practice for the national team? That's a training camp. Training yeah, but training.
1: It, Don't they train in Mexico City?
0: Yeah, but it's just a training camp. It's not you know you're not at full. You're not no, you're not going 100. But okay. they're
1: still training. I'm sure that I'm sure they're not asking him go fifty percent, sixty percent. My thing would be is if, if COVID was a real issue, which I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some I'm sure there's some like effect to it where maybe he can't play the 90 minutes. I don't think COVID is an issue to where he doesn't play the game. Or he's not the starter. I think we I think Wusatich likes what we bundle brings. And we saw it. I saw it early in the game. He was making some really nice passes over the top
0: to yeah. the wings,
1: down down the middle. He was making some really nice passes, and I think teach likes that.
0: Yeah, fans like completely shitting on what Villalpando did on Saturday night. I know you guys are mad that we lost, but saying he was useless is not is not accurate. Not, yeah, we, I, we didn't, watch, we didn't pass, watch the same game.
1: <laughs> yeah, early on his passing, like he was able to get out of like some tight spaces with his quick passing. Again, he puts balls over the top to Antuna, um, to Venezuela. I think, I just think to me, he'd be better with, with a player like Beltran. Some player that they can rotate and run off of each other.
0: Yeah, I think ideally, Villalpando and Beltran midfield pairing. We want to see it. Will Buscintich do it? Probably not. I don't know. He brought in <laughs> Gajito. Oh yeah, <laughs> Again. he did. Jesus Christ. All right, next question. That at Crazy Roll One, he says, uh, "What's the last player? La- the last player signed who has played better with Chivas than at his previous club?" Can you say Conejito? He came to us from Taluca, right? He was he was
1: good though. He was a national team player. Yeah, but he continued it. He became like deep focus, like the player at Chivas in some mm-hmm. seasons. I mean that maybe not because he was a national team player before that. Uh, I'm trying to think of another answer. Godinho, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> he was so bad in Europe. That, that's tough. oh, that's true. That's the answer to be honest. <laughs> Most
0: improved player. Um, who else? I'm trying to think, who would we signed that played even better at Chivas? It's not Vega, because Vega played good at,
1: <laughs> at the Luca. Antuna had a decent season at, I believe, at Los Angeles, right? Decent, yeah. He's having a decent season with Chivas. Chicote and Angulo haven't showed anything yet. Iramir having, is having a really good season, but he's been a national team player before. Olympic gold medalist.
0: And he said no to the national team this week. Oh, yeah, that was big,
1: man. I'm glad yeah. he said
0: no. Um, Jesus Molina, No. I don't know. <laughs> um, in recent,
1: I can't think of one to be honest.
0: Oh, man, we have to go <laughs> really back. Um, Cota, I would say Cota. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cota kind of elevated he, himself to a was, national. Yeah, he team wasn't on the on the s-
1: map the way he was when he left Chivas.
0: Yeah. All right, there you go, Ro. Cota. Ro for Cota, yeah. Anybody else? (laughs) Anybody else? Gullet was a bust. Jesus, that was terrible. (laughs) Gaito. Gaito had a good season. He was already good at León. Yeah. His first first run. I would Um, say,
1: yeah, Cota's the answer.
0: Damn, but isn't that the only answer? Damn. Then we got to go back. El Bofo. Bofo. You go all the way back to Ramoncito Morales. Yeah, Cota. Cota's the most recent, I think. We'll we'll That's put sad. this out on Twitter. Just to
1: That's sad for a, for a club that needs to buy players. Get well, they don't need to, but yeah. They, I mean every team buys players, so it's sad that it's the goalie. And now we have goalie issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn. What about Pizarro? Pizarro was a beast though at Pachuca.
1: Honestly, actually Pizarro's a good one. Yeah, I, he elevated his game to another level at Chivas, and I remember he carried us in the I, final. I remember, well, damn, when did I have a talk with him? Chivas had already no when Chivas won the the Concacaf Champions, mm-hmm. yeah, because I had came back from this. I did a podcast with Tom Harris, yeah, and we talked about him specifically, and we I had said that when we signed them, I wasn't not that I wasn't happy. It's not the player that I preferred. I had I had preferred like the Gutierrez or 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 at the time I don't know if Lozano was still there. No, I don't think Lozano was there. But it wasn't I who like I preferred out of, out of all those Pachuca players. Right, because he had a stint of playing right back, so I wasn't sure if he would be able to, like really convert to that attacking player. But man, he 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 was a beast, and I remember Tom said the same thing. He like he was surprised by by, by the level that Pizarro raised his
0: game at Chivas. Damn. So both players, most recent players that were got better for us, we have sold. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: Kota right. just left <laughs> we didn't get money from him we just went back
0: oh yeah we didn't buy him because they were asking for too much yeah damn know, that was a good one I forgot about that one alright let's go beast. let's go next question at soccer underscore sauce if you were the manager what would your starting lineup be and what tactics would you implement hmm alright who All are we right, putting in
1: I, goal starting lineup I guess we kind of we kind of touched on a lineup
0: mhm but
1: I think the tactics is
0: what lineup, right. probably uh, formation is what we are gonna modify.
1: All right, so like I wouldn't go with the four four two. I would go with a four three three. And in a four three three, let's see, in a four, how would you fit him in a four three, three? See, in a four three three, Molina kind of plays, which I don't like. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I think in the four three three, he's good though, because you can plug in. Because you don't rely on him to, to yeah. like create someone. You leave him um, as a, as a pure CDM. He doesn't have to push up at all.
1: Okay, yeah. So, oh, as In the
0: 4-3-3, next transfer season, we buy a new CDM. <laughs> but, All right, 4-3-3. Goudinho at goal. Yeah. Left back, Chicote. Our two center backs would be Briseño and Iramier. Mm-hmm. And then at right back, with the roster we have, Chapito. Yeah. And then midfield, we're going with three. We go Molina as a pure CDM. We go Beltran. And who are we pairing with him? Is it Villalpando or are we gonna go with Chofis? And everyone's gonna like lose their shit.
1: The Chofis fan in me wants to say Chofis, but just for just because recently he's played well, I'll go with Villalpando up in front of, in front of Beltran and Molina, and I don't let him drop back the way he was dropping. you said he was dropping back the other day.
0: Yeah. All but right. if you
1: want to say Chofis, I wouldn't be mad at Chofis. We need a, it's a number ten. That's
0: mm-hmm. what we need. Don't That's what we need.
1: Not nah, not a not a striker that we're gonna like, hey, just play there, <laughs> even though that's not what you do. It's either Trophis or Realpano, whichever one, I don't care.
0: Yep. And then up top on the left wing, I'm going Vega. Vega. Yeah, Vega. Middle, Macias, right wing, Macias. Antuna, uh-huh. learn how to play on the right wing. You're naturally oh, a right footed player.
1: Bro, well, he's a right footed player. I mean, one of the things we talked about with Brian and him and is he kind of got neutralized. But he kind of got neutralized because he didn't create those dangerous plays. But he had a lot of, he was able to beat the defender, yeah. get enough space to get the crossing off. But he's, he's crossing with his left foot, which is not his natural foot. Mm-hmm. Um, where if he does it on the right side over and over, maybe he gets one in or two, you know. So that I think he's better off on the right side.
0: Even though he hasn't shown his best when he's on the right. But, yeah. I mean, you get enough runs at it, you're going to get better how Many chances he's not really had
1: that many chances on the right,
0: he's mostly been using the left. I, I forget though, they
1: time really last, last season and,
0: when he would be on the right, though, he would be kind of not, he was invisible when he had to be on the right when he would switch with uh Brizuela.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, I so say, that's I say on the right, yeah, that's our starting lineup and tactics.
1: And I don't play scared, I wouldn't play scared. <laughs> um, Musatich plays too scared, and I tweeted this out, he tried to trick people, he took out who did he put in. He put in. Oh, he took out Chapito and let Rizuela play right back. But then he takes out Chicote and puts in Ponce. Who's like mad? Kind of Chicote's like slow. Kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like the same thing. It's like you're taking off the better offensive player to put a defensive player. But on the other side, it's like the complete opposite that you're doing. You kind yeah, of negated the
0: move. You Chicote did. booked.
1: I think he was booked, right? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't remember, but. And I never really thought of him possibly getting a red card. If that's his excuse, it uh, is what it is. I just think he's scared. I just think he's scared to go like a full-out attack.
0: Yeah. It's, like, uh, bringing in Gallito?
1: Come on, man. That made no fucking sense.
0: Alright, let's go to the next question. At Uzi Uzii, he says, why do people not realize Almeida left the team in the same condition as he received it in? What is it, Joely's burner account? That's definitely Joel's burner. <laughs> his, his IG burner. But then well, he Of asked, course, that of, was of course team. he
1: left. <laughs> well, they took away Pizarro. They took away his best player. We talked. We just finished talking about what Pizarro was at the team. He literally carried the team. It was a focal point of the offense.
0: They took away Pizarro. They, saw, they, they didn't sign Cota. They got rid of Gallito. They got rid of Gallito. Calderon. And avión Calderon, yeah.
1: good plays leading up to that final. Yeah, We're they kind the of
0: dismantled his team.
1: I mean, you take out Gallito. At the time, he was kind of still in his prime, or not maybe at towards the end of his prime, but we'll say he was still a really good player. Yeah. Gallito, you take away Pizarro, who's your best attacking playmaker. It's like, what do you expect?
0: Take out the goalie. National, week- you know, you elevated him to a national team goalie, and then you take him away.
1: Problem CDMs are like so hard
0: to come by in Mexico. I
1: know it's like like people like coaches love that position, but you had Gallito there, and, and you let him go.
0: That's why I'm surprised we haven't gone after um what's his name from Monterrey, uh, Jonathan Gonzalez. We've been asking for him for like yeah. <laughs> why don't, <laughs> we don't we look down. at him? Like I hope like, this offseason they look at him.
1: I don't think he's playing.
0: His, his like transfer his transfer to Atlanta United got canceled. Yeah. So I'm hoping Belasis is gonna swoop in next season and just buy him, or Boots and is gonna be like yo I need this guy because might have coached him at Monterrey. I don't. Mm-hmm no nah. the timeline no i don't think so all right
1: six like four years ago no i don't think five years ago. i don't think so
0: all right maybe not but still yeah. somebody to look at in the off season. um let's see next question at ulises do y'all agree with what boho said what do you what do y'all think about chicha backing peralta up i'm with it
1: no no chicha oh i thought i thought this was about uh
0: well it was like, a Bofo? it was a two yeah two part question oh, okay
1: Wait, so which,
0: when boho i agree
1: Buffalo pretty much called them uh, that, that
0: Merc- they don't call them
1: mercenaries. That they care about the money, they don't really care about the passion for the team.
0: Called them cell swords.
1: <laughs> Which is, is it? Hard to blame someone who comes in from a different team that they don't have passion for the club.
0: But he came in from Pachuca and loved playing for Chivas.
1: I don't know if every player is built the same. Also, like one of the things I noticed that we talk, we talked about. Like he, can, he America can say was... it
0: because he came he didn't come from Chivas but still turned into like a Chivas icon and you know fans love him
1: but look at someone like Sambuesa. Sambuesa plays with like that passion like he's not from America but he felt it uh, when he played at America and he cared about the classics and it's like not every player has that
0: but I feel like he plays like that, that at, everywhere though
1: I, but that's what I'm saying he plays like that every he goes to Toluca and when we play him it feels like he fucking hates us <laughs> yeah so I don't know if not all players are built the same, so I don't know if it's hard to blame them. I'm I didn't like it, like I said, I didn't I didn't like it. I, I don't like lo- I don't like to lose, so I don't I can't see how like right after a loss you're over there laughing.
0: Yeah, Duna's Mexican, right? Mexican born. Yeah. He wasn't born in the states, right? No. Yeah, I I was thinking about that. I was like, maybe he was born in the states and didn't grow up knowing how passionate the rivalry is. But what is he? He's like twenty, like twenty two. So who were the so, he grew up watching soccer probably around, like, 14, 15. So, about... Santos, so about he he but, like, consider his age when he was watching soccer. So, like, like six, 14, 15, 8... Yeah, so 8 years ago, right? Chivas, 8 years ago... Not good. Was garbage. Yeah. Those are the dark ages. So, like, these kids coming into Chivas never... It's kind of like... the <laughs> i'm gonna throw shade the, it's kind of like the new york knicks you know these kids yo, 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 that, yo, don't, yo. that don't no they like, never saw we do to you? <laughs> they never saw the knicks in their prime and then you know these kids grew up and never saw chivas in their prime
1: rj barrett bro we're coming for it this <laughs> year.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like that you know like you're growing up as a kid and maybe like who's good in like 2012 like a month that was probably good Baluka. but like chivas wasn't Really good at the time that they were growing up watching soccer, so maybe that's why they, they don't feel the passion as much. There should be like a
1: documentary that about the Classico that they show
0: all the players before a game. Uh, yeah, there should. <laughs> you got to have like, like, like club legends come in and give a speech, like locker room speeches a week into the Classico.
1: And see, and that's where I said, like, I can't blame Antuna as much as I do Oribe. Right. I feel like Oribe is the one that looks worse in that situation because he's played in the Clásicos. He should have sort of an understanding of what a Clásico
0: means. Um, but he's like... I feel like he's definitely, like, like Bofo said, a mercenary. Like he, don't, he doesn't care. That's what I'm saying. I blame him more than I do Antuna.
1: Antuna's yeah. young. This is, his, this is his first Clásico, right? Because I don't think we played it last season. No, we didn't. Yeah, so this is his first Clásico. There's no fans. So we talked about it doesn't have the feel of a Clásico. It didn't right. look like a Clásico... Uh, I, I don't know if I'm, I can be that upset at him for what he did where I would have liked for Oribe to be like yo what are you doing come over here we don't we do not do that
0: Briseno <laughs> you know? did it I, oh, yes. I hope, no I uh, wish
1: Risenio would have grabbed him
0: yeah yeah I hope you know when they're recording the Amazon all or nothing oh, season man. I really hope you know somebody there's a scene of somebody pressing Oribe or Antuna about what they did Cause that that season, that all or nothing season is gonna be wild, bro.
1: And that's where you kind of miss maybe the Chivas leadership. Yeah. Right. Like like, Jesus, Jesus Molina is a captain, and he he said some of the right things. And Iramir, at times, like we say, he could be he should be the captain. And we've said this about Boyo Riesanio; he plays with passion. He could be the captain, but being captain on the field doesn't necessarily make you like, um, not like the. You know, like the like the one the Chihuahua player who who understands it really yeah. what it is to be a Chihuahua player, and that's where you have a homegrown player. And I don't feel like we have that. It should be Chapito, but it's, I don't know if Chapito's that type of player. He's the man. He's there, been there the longest. Yeah, and, I and he's feel from like the he Cantera.
0: I feel yeah. like he doesn't have the that voice. I think. Yeah, like the so passion so. is there. He 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 loves the team, but is he like gonna yell at people? I don't I don't see it. Is
1: he that Canterano Chivas player that's been there that's gonna grab players? I don't.
0: He's not that. Yeah. Brizeno so. plays with passion, but he's not. He's just be honest. He's not a Canterano. No. And yeah, we so were we, talking about it earlier. Like who do we only have, we got Bonse. we got Chapo, we got yeah. Macias. but.
1: So when Briseño looks upset, is he just upset because they're talking to a rival, or is he upset because it's a Chivas and America player? You know what I mean? Yeah, He just might be upset that they're talking to the team that just beat them. Mm-hmm. Which is natural. That he, does, he hates losing too, but we need that Chivas player to be like, get the fuck over. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> we don't talk to those losers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the follow up what do we think about Chicha backing Peralta up? Um,. I'm, I'm, no, I'm like Chicha. done, done with Chicha. Say it,
1: fuck Chicha, man. Like <laughs> he's our, he doesn't want to play. He hasn't want to come back for us to back to the team. He would rather go play in MLS. Every little chance he gets, he says something that's like just comes off as stupid. I'm like, sure, he was at Chivas, he scored goals, but he was fuck him. I don't care about him. If he <laughs> if he backs what he is, it is what it is. He's, right. I, would you call him a? I wouldn't call him a Chivas legend.
0: I think we take a lot of pride that he came from Chivas, and right. he had yeah, what, and you. one, one or two good. I think it was a one and a half season run, right? Because he was so he he got sold like in the middle of a season.
1: It was So surprising when he got sold. Yeah, like they came, came like out of four. nowhere.
0: I remember I woke up. I think, yeah, I was in college, I think, and I remember going to like the student union, opening up my laptop, and I remember back <laughs> then Medio Tiempo wasn't like complete shit that it is now, <laughs> and it was like the. The main story, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, when when did this happen?" And, but that was, yeah, it came out of nowhere. And I think that's where like a lot of Chivas fans love Chicharito and the success he had overseas and the success he had for the national team. It was a fun run. Yeah, that's why they like him. And that, but then like you know he always throws like these indirects okay. and yeah, like these little things, these little little comments. The team like, comes Chivas out. Wanted yeah, Maybe the team people... comes out says they reached out. He says he never heard anything, so it's just like it's unnecessary. But yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of done with him in terms of coming back to Chivas. Like we don't, why are you gonna come back? You're not gonna help the team he anymore. Washed. You're gonna be Oribe. You're gonna be He's washed in MLS. Yeah,
1: first of all, he was washed since before he got to MLS. MLS is just showing how washed he really is.
0: Yeah, Chicharito really was a player that took advantage of his speed on the field, his on the field movement is amazing, but his speed is gone. His speed is gone and that's what he, he used Mm -hmm. to be that player. So now that he's slowed down, he's not that lethal player that makes incredible runs anymore. And at Chivas, he would just, he would not, he wouldn't start over Macias. Or Vega. Or Vega, yeah. Yeah, we don't need need him anymore.
1: And we have young forwards that are practicing with the team right now that
0: Mm -hmm. hopefully
1: they, they they pro- they progress correctly.
0: Yeah, and he backed up Peralta, So, yeah. yeah, fuck it. All right, next question. Let's go at, at Joelly Aceves, friend of the pod. He nah, said, "Not my friend no more." <laughs> I'm going <laughs> he said, nah, "What up, Joely? <laughs> When did the Clásico Nacional lose its piss and fire? Something we've been talking about, right? Lack of cantaranos. I think lack of learning a club's history and appreciating. I think
1: yeah i think i think part of it goes from both sides um the one thing like maybe maybe monterrey and theater, it's not a bigger classical no monterrey and is not bigger it doesn't know where it doesn't get it's just not bigger but maybe on the field it seems more like a classical maybe because they play
0: in the same city that's what i was gonna say i think oh, inner so, city darlings right, or classicals whatever are played with more passion because you know you're going to hear it and see it on you're going to hear on the radio you're going to see it in the news so you don't want to lose it and I'm sure
1: for I'm sure on the America side it's hard to tell a player from South America that this team that's across the country is your rival when the rival's not even doing that good understanding Um, and this one hurt with no fans I think this one I think this one really hurt to having no fans
0: yeah but I think at least for America they have Piojo and Piojo like Legit he's a type hates of, he's a type legit of hates Chivas, yeah. Yeah. He's that and type of coach. I think he does he can motivate his players enough to come out with a certain passion against Chivas.
1: Yeah, where we just talked about Chivas doesn't have that Cantarano who's gonna pull the people together. Yeah. I think Piojo does have for America. Where mm-hmm. they might not have that they don't they don't have that Cantarano who's gonna be like, this is a classical blah blah blah, you know. That's, I, but that's Piojo.
0: I think America only fielded one Cantarano. Like Bolo, I was no,
1: saying, chora.
0: Okay, so, so two. then two, and they Jorge might have had somebody else. Yeah, so three then. So they feel it more than us then. We had we had Chapito, Macias, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Tiva. Oh,
1: now we have to say
0: three, three. All
1: right. A six Canteranos between two teams with with a lot of history, and then that shows you why the Clásico isn't what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, because a lot of like Chivas legends, even América, or like not even. America or Chivas legends were kind of losing their shit on Twitter. I know I saw uh, Chaco Jimenez, I think, commented. What he say? He didn't agree with it. He said, what um, they did? Yeah, he didn't agree. He said, you know, you just lost to a rival. That, that looks bad. Like, Salcido commented. He said, um, you know, he said, Oribe, you're talking about respect and stuff and how you, how you represent the club, but, you know, you, you do your talking on the field and you represent your club on the field. So you got to be smarter than that. There's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of stuff that was said, and I think yeah, you're saying know, that he's not performing to the point where he's, you know, just, just warrants that respect. Yeah, you haven't brought anything to. You scored one goal on the PK for us, and that's it. You haven't done um, anything else.
1: The other clip that got a that got a lot of comments was Esteban Sanchez had a, a yeah. friendly friendly Legends Clasico like mm-hmm. two years ago. And they showed his pregame speech about how I come up with the I come up through the through the básicas and won championships and this and that and and he's like you feel for the shirt this is an important game blah 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 and then I seen some people criticize him because he played for America yeah, he played also yeah played for America to, which he he responded that he's he's a professional so he's gonna play he's gonna play his best for no matter where he's at but his love is for Chivas but to me that what I took away from it. It's the it's it's a meaningless game that he was doing. Yeah, you know the it's not going to be on TV. It's not even going to be on YouTube. It's just <laughs> it's just him and like friends pretty much. And he's so and he, I guarantee you, no one spoke with that type of passion in the Chivas soccer room before the game.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They need to find somebody to come in and motivate these guys because, especially for play. classical, you I gotta.
1: What I have been there in that locker room before the game.
0: Yeah, like i I watched um. The All or Nothing Spurs series that they uh-huh. did, and like I don't know, like Harry Kane and Hugo U- Lor- Loris are like trash, like motivators in the locker room. Like they talk, they like try to they do like the pregame locker room speeches right before they walk onto the pitch. And if they gave me a pregame <laughs> locker room <laughs> speech, I would just like walk to the pitch. But like you watch um like I made a behind the scene clips and. I will run through like five brick walls and then to get to the pitch.
1: Yeah. There's clips
0: of him not like just
1: talking in a soft voice. Yep. but telling the, but telling the team that he believes in him and yeah. in them as and there's there's millions of Mexicans watching. Yeah, you got to know Believe how to them motivate them. your team. Yeah. It's it's a touchy it's a whole touchy subject right now on Twitter. <laughs> People are going back and forth. I just think it's wrong.
0: All right, let's go next question. Um at Mystic Mac how different would it have been if, if victor guzman came to chivas would we be in a different position it's tough to say i think especially in the system we're that play. we're trying yeah. to implement with Busatich.
1: I, I agree i think it's it's where would he play in a 442 is he going to play second striker then where are you going to move vega and, and in a 442 if you put a player like victor like, guzman it's almost like a 4-3-3 cuz he's not really a striker
0: yeah it's tough so, to say because, you know, he's not a player that particularly fits into this system, just like Macias. Macias isn't, you know, and, and we see Macias struggling. We know he's really good, but he's struggling to, he's probably struggling to figure out the system. Yeah, I would Knicks. say he's
1: a. I would say he's a really good player, but again, if, if we don't put him in the right position. And I think it's the same for a lot of these players, man. Yeah. We have talent. And it's, are we utilizing them to the best of their abilities? And I would say no. And I think that's because of Vucetich. And I don't think it's just Vucetich. I think it's all these Liga-Mex coaches. They're just not good. And I had this argument earlier. I just don't think they're good. I don't think any of them are good. Herrera, okay, he's won championships. And you can say he's done decent at the national team. But put him at Chivas where he can only have Mexican players. And, and if he's good, he's going to struggle. Do you think Mexican coaches are good, Varro? That's what the thing I was having on, on, on Twitter today. And I came away with that question. Are they good?
0: I think they're not allowed to grow. Like, you know, you see these young, up and coming Mexican managers and they get fired after like three, four bad games. And it's a problem with the league. You don't let these coaches grow. So they can't be any better. And then of course they go back to the carousel of recycled coaches and they get you through a season. And there's no commitment from clubs for a project. You know, even Chivas has suffered from that. You know, we did the the Cruyff thing. Where we gonna we were gonna try to be like Barcelona and started developing yeah. a system like them and, you know, what, a year in we gave up. So that was yeah. a project thrown out. We they brought in they brought in La Volpe, a recycled coach, but he does some like good youth um, developing. And then what happened happened and that was another project in the garbage. He brought in Matias. And, you know, it was working. <laughs> you dismantle his team, so of course he's gonna fail, and then Another project thrown down the trash, so it's just a a league problem. It's not. I I don't even if they bring in an international coach, they they could bring in like Bielsa and they'll probably be mad at him for like wearing the players out, and then he'll get fired. Like they don't get the time they need in Liga MX to develop a project.
1: Yeah, I think uh, who was it? Was it Rafa Puente? Mm. I think it was Rafa. Puente. it was one of them that studied went around like and studied at different clubs abroad in Europe and stuff like that and studied like their weights. And he doesn't even have a club. Um but yeah, okay, so maybe someone young is not the right thing. But I think all these old coaches all these old coaches uh yeah, I don't think I don't like, think like, any of them are good. I don't think I don't think they develop players good. I don't think there's a player that you could say, wow, he's developed in Liga Max. Like well, the way we just talked about Pizarro, when Pizarro, when we said Pizarro and he elevated his game, like he was developed you were like, damn, what happened? He, he, you know, he was developed here. They, yeah. Then we made him better. You don't really see that around. Like, what Mexican players do you say? Damn, they've developed. I, I could say Cordoba in America has developed into a really good player. Um, I'm trying to think of other players that you say, wow, they they've, 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 they're not in Europe, but damn, they they could start on the national team already. Whereas people were saying that about Pizarro when he was at Chivas. You don't. There's not many players in Mexico that are good enough to start on the national team. That have been yeah, developed by coaches at that point.
0: And yeah, I just think yeah, that
1: has... I just don't think they're good, man, to be honest. And it shows on a national level. They don't we've, we've we've gone to the same place in the World Cup every time. And luck has something to do with it, who you play. Um but let's even take Luis Fernando Tena who won the Olympic gold medal. And Then he gets a chance at Chivas and it's terrible. Like there's no there's, there was nothing, no coaching going on. Um so I just don't think they're good. I just don't think they're good. I think I think Chivas is going to have to think outside the box and it's not going to happen anytime soon because they just got Wusatich and it's unfortunate. But for us to to become what we want them to be, I don't think they can look internally in Mexico for a coaching candidate. I think it's going to have to be a, a real project and I don't know when that's going to happen.
0: I, I think short term, Wusatich can still work. Um, I was looking at the calendar today and you know he's only been with the team for a month. But because of, like, the COVID schedule or whatever, he's had seven games Mm -hmm. to coach. And you're not going to implement a system in seven games in the span of a month. Like, no matter what coach you bring in, you know, you're not going to see the development in a month. And you have seven games. Normally, you know, ideally he would have had four games in one month. And maybe by the seventh regular game, we would have seen something. I think it's still a little too quick, but I'm not liking what I've seen so far. And long term, if you think about what is Busatici going to do with the Youth Academy and like Tapatio and how is he going to use them, I I don't see it working out.
1: Yeah, I don't. It's unfortunate, man, because like you said, Busatici, I mean, I feel like we've been here like season after season. We're like, well, it's only been a few games. Let's <laughs> give him time. But like in those few games, we see it already. Like we've talked about this. Like what's going to happen when they go down? And here we got a perfect opportunity of what happened when they went down. And he wasn't, his, he wasn't able to respond, and he wasn't able to make the proper adjustments. He wasn't able to motivate the team at halftime. Yeah, but I, I awkward, think like like he brings in Gallito. Like why? Like just throwing another striker at that point, and and yeah. and have a prayer at least.
0: Yeah, but I I think this season is just getting yeah no matter what. We got to break that streak, and the streak is going to end because there's 12 spots, and like I said before, it's easier to qualify than not to qualify. And
1: no, I at think, the end I of the, the day,
0: that's cool. what Belas has been pushing. He's been pushing. We got to be in See every season, and we're finally going to do it.
1: Oh, no, I, th- I think, I do think, I, I want to say, I hope West gets in. I think Chivas gets in just because there's so many spots. We should get in. I just think that for Chivas to return, to be the team that we expect them or that our parents grew up expecting or watched, that it's not going to happen with, with an internal a Mexican coach, at least not one of these old guys. It's going to have to come from a real project. And I would go to start a project now. Vucetich doesn't have to be involved in that. He might be the short-term solution, but you should start having like, a real project for the, for the youth academies.
0: Yeah, I think before. if you if you like look back at the last two championships we have won, they've been as a result of a project. Almeida was a project, and then even Chepo de la Torre was with Nestor de la Torre was a project.
1: That a lot of young canteranos.
0: Yeah, so we need a, a a long a project has to be allowed to develop at Chivas, and I don't. I just don't think think it's that, not going to. I don't it.
1: think we'll be the right coach.
0: You know what's funny is we
1: talked about this with Pelais when we, when Palais I don't know if it was when Pelais was hired or at the start of the season that Pelais is gonna have to hire a coach. And he hasn't really done that in that position before. He did it at America, he brought in Herrera, Herrera worked out, but at Cruz Azul he never did it. And we we're gonna we were always like curious, like where is he gonna who's he gonna sign? And he pulled one right from the coaching carousel. So. <laughs> Which is fine because look, Wilsetic is it it's he comes with the accolades. There's no where do you go after what's it teach if the best guy in there doesn't do it, then you have to start looking elsewhere. So, maybe it's it's a good thing that we got to with teach and if it doesn't work out, hey, you have to look elsewhere. Because it's not going to happen within Liga MX.
0: Yep, I completely agree. All right, let's go. No. <laughs> what happened?
1: We said we are trying not to vent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's go to the next question. At Antonio underscore Cn underscore Almas. He says, yeah. what?
1: <laughs> Your dog got on the couch.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you said when the next coach comes in, which players would you like to see sold slash make sure they don't play?
1: I think we kind of talked about it, right?
0: Yeah. We, uh, we talked. We already talked about our lineup. and Molina can be sold. Ponce can be sold.
1: Maduena can be sold. Oribe um, can be sold. Saldivar could be
0: sold. All right, let uh, me ask. Are we selling trophies? No.
1: no? <laughs> I'm holding on to them until... I'm holding on to it. There's not my. There's not many... I, I would hold on to him with the right coach.
0: But that's the thing. We haven't had the right coach since Almeida. Nobody's used him properly.
1: Chofis is going to be one of those players that goes to like a, a,
0: another team and he's going to kill it. He debuted in 2013. We've he been waiting seven... Right we've he's been waiting right seven team. years for him to pan out. But don't we say that? But Can't you say that about a lot of players? No, I think... I think it'd be better for him to be sold, honestly. Like for him, oh, for, to, oh, for him, absolutely to I'm not you, be I think, I think, I mean, he, under a microscope.
1: He's gonna, it's gonna be better for his career. He's gonna do a lot better. Yeah. Somewhere else, I think he's gonna he'll be able to play up to his potential on another club.
0: I think like maybe if he
1: would have us it'd be better. better. What if he would have been sold to Monterrey a few years ago when they
0: wanted
1: oh, him? Yeah, I think he'd he be give a him, beast. He like, and, and Dor Ampabon and some of these other players around him and let him feed those guys the passes, I think it's a different trophies we talk about.
0: Yeah, but then the, the what if Chivas would have kept them would have existed and that would have been the whole thing. All right, let's go. I think it's our last. Yeah, last question. It's at Toromaniac. Who are promising players to look at in the under 20 and Tapatio squad? Um, we t- got t- under 20s and... He's made the Tapatio squad a couple of times. Obviously, we got Luis Puente, who's uh you know supposed to be the next Chivas striker, and I think he's the, lead, the leader, the goleo. In, he's tall, uh, right? U twenty, yeah. He's he's a big he's a big player. Cool. You watch him play, and he's like, damn, who the hell is that guy?
1: <laughs> yeah, so he's one of the players.
0: Yeah, and then you have um Alejandro Organista, uh midfielder, pretty good, I think um. What's his at uh, Coach Danny Vaz. I think he even made a profile on him too. He did want oh, Luis Puente if you guys want to check that out. And, you know, those those two are the main ones because I, I've read that Vucetich has been eyeing them. And uh, today, tried. yeah, today Luis Puente Buen- was at least um, training with the first team. I don't... I know he's been eyeing them for a while. I don't know if this is the first time they actually train with the first team. But, um, yeah, those two are probably the two... Two biggest names from U-20 and uh, Tapatio, oh, to yeah. keep an eye on. There's yeah. another
1: player who we, who was actually a first-team player before, Oscar Macias. Mm-hmm. Came up at the same time as JJ Macias. We loaned him out. Damn. I forgot what team we loaned him out to. Oh, we loaned him out. What was the team that he get owned in the second um, division? Sacatepec?
0: Yeah, Sacatepec, I think.
1: Or, yeah, Sacatepec. Um, and his performances there got him called up to a U23, uh, caller. caller. So he's a he's a center mid. He um he's more like an attacking center mid um not like on not like a number 10. I would say he's more like a sort of like a real pando like a center mid. Um but he's an interesting player. I hope he I hope next season they they bring him up to the first team. We brought when we brought him back, I thought he was going to be with the first team. I want to say he played in first division last season. I think so. Quick. Oscar Macias, I think so. Yeah, Lobos. Lobos. He played with Lobos. So we loaned him to Zacatepec, then Lobos, then San Luis, Atletico San Luis. Okay. And now he's, uh, I believe, with Tapatio.
0: Yeah, he's, I saw him. I think he scored a goal. I saw, like, I we followed the Tapatio account on the Chivas and North account. I think I saw them tweet out his name.
1: But I've always liked him. I've liked him back when he came up with Chivas his, as a young player. Like, when he started, first made his debut, I've always liked him as a player. So hopefully he can come on. He can come back. to. He can come to the first team next season.
0: Hopefully, and I think that is the last, yeah, that's the last question we had. What about Raul? A colorful kid, didn't he have one? What did he ask? Yeah, the who's been the, uh, who's been better after they signed with Chivas. Oh. Yeah. Yep, we got all of them. We're about to go like two hours, so I think we gotta, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> we, we're definitely wrapping this one up. <laughs> and that's we didn't even get into the game
1: like that, because we knew it was going to be long. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about the Mazatlan game. Nah, we're gonna beat them. We're gonna beat Bro, them. People they lose. You know we're gonna beat them, and people are gonna be like, "See, Wusit well, is the right guy."
0: <laughs> Hell no! What I was I'm ready. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been another edition of the Chill with the North podcast. Thank you for listening, and uh, we're out. Peace.